Welcome back. I'm enjoying today. I really am. Today's just kind of a kind of an informal day today. I don't know why it's uh, like relaxing today. It's almost like we should be sitting in a bar doing this uh, program. Which, by the way, speaking of that, um, the uh, the studio uh, and I. Th- there's all kinds of stuff that's going on around me. If you've noticed the camera, for those that watch on the live stream every day, the camera's a little bit closer. Uh, the teardown has begun. As the uh, the new countertops came in, but they were not right. The measurements were off. So they're redoing them. They're going to be back in a week. And in the meantime, um, all of this is going to start going away, and this whole area needs to be gutted. So we're probably going to be doing the show somewhere else. I don't know where. It might be downstairs in the bar for a while. Ebo, you should come over and do the show. Well, Bill, you're in a whole remodel, dude. What are you trying to get cheap labor out of me? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, um, it, it's it's time. You know, it's it's it just is. Um, you know, where we what's do y'all this doing? Thing. It, uh, it's a whole new studio. It's actually going to be a full and full blown radio studio. Oh, um, baby. Yeah, kind of venturing into the and, and you know this because you do you know you do your show on Twitch TV and such mm-hmm. uh, inside your studio inside the studio there in the in the building. And uh, it's a studio. It's an actual studio. This has always been kind of a makeshift studio, which is fantastic. It's great. It's It's got soundproofing on it. But um, it's time to just change it. And so we had a designer come in and kind of put a few things together. And, and I think there's going to be electronics behind me. There's going to be like a, a, a television with logos and stuff. And, and the wall is going to be different. And it's going to be an accent wall. And then they're putting up soundproofing. You know that foamy soundproofing we have in the studio walls? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's going in here. Uh, TVs are being put up. The Internet's being rerun. Cabling is being rerun. Bill, I know what you need. And I know exactly what you need. You need to throw it back. You need to throw it back to your <laughs> days beginning in radio. You need reel-to-reel, a grease pen and a razor blade. Right. And we need you carting up some stuff for us, okay? Yeah. Uh, did, you, did you do that? I mean, you were somebody. You, you, you obviously talk about it. Have you ever done it? Uh, there is. A, I've never done it, thankfully. I've, I just missed it. There is a reel-to-reel machine downstairs in the basement, though, and I think there is an old grease pen and some razor blades. Like, yeah. it, it, We have the capability. Well, it's, we don't have the capabilities, but we could practice. I could lend you the machine, I think, if Trevor would okay it. Did you ever use 8-track? No, I've only so I only used eight tracks in uh, one of our old cars when I was growing up. So oh, okay, not, no, this not is in different. the radio, yeah. not in the radio side of things. So no. Yeah. So what what Evo's talking about is the old reel to reel machine. So when you would put a commercial together and you needed to edit it, like today you can just go on and you can just cut out the breaths and you can cut out you know whatever, uh, whatever you say, screw it up, splice it together. You just cut the, you physically cut the tape. And you put a little grease mark on it. You would back and forth. And then the minute you found the spot you wanted, you grease penciled it. And then you cut across. You put the tape in a in a little, like a guide. And then you cut across it. And then you would splice that out and, and then tape it together. And you get good at it after a while. Uh, but A-Track is that big, thick tape. And it's literally that. It's got eight tracks on it. And what you would used to do is on one track you would record music, and the next track you would record your sound effects, and the next track you would record your voice, and the next track would record more sound effects or another voice. And, oh, yeah, it was it was quite elaborate. And if you got good at it, man, you had a job for a long time because there weren't a lot of people that were good at it. And, uh, it's a science. I never, oh, yeah. I, I used to sit in studio, and I was fascinated by it. 
I was a kid who had a reel-to-reel little rec- tape recorder yeah. as a kid. I had a four-track recorder that I would record Did music you? on, so I would do like a guitar, then double guitar over it. Like I had a oh, four-track wow. when I was a kid. So I, I've, I've dabbled in that, but then once technology you know, updated, I'm like, I'm going to do this. Right. Wow, I didn't know that. See, I'm getting a little bit deeper into what you got yeah, going on. Yeah. Yeah, so a little more, little more respect there, because anybody that dealt with tapes, uh, I go back to the old dial pots. You know, and when people say, what the Ooh. hell are pots? Pots are the, the things that slide up and down and turn the volume up and down and everything. But back in the day, they were dials. They were big, big knob dials. And you had to turn them out from 1 to 20. And, you know, you turned your volume up and you had to watch it. And if the meters were bouncing into the red, you had to bring it back because of goofy modulation. And, you know, one of my, my first gig ever was, it's not even there anymore, it was a station called WRCR. And back then, the call letters now, I think, are in New York, but back then it was in Rushville, Indiana. And the footprint of the station was so small uh, because it was the station and the, the tower, the radio tower, were both on the same parcel of land, but it was so small that you had to combine them. So the the leg, one of the legs of the tower, actually came through the roof and into the studio. So when you would power it up in the morning, you would go... Because you turned it off at That's night, awesome. and and when it would power up, the hair on your arm would go up, you know, in both arms. It would it just in the studio from the electromagnets or whatever the hell it was. Bill, but did I'm you when you first started? When you first started in two heads, when you first started in radio, were you were you ever in a market where you couldn't touch or move the mics or the faders or the, you know the dials? Like it was a union job. Did you ever have to do that? Um, no. Well, I take that back. Yes, I. There was one uh, when I got to. Uh, WYGY, which was a country station, uh, I I produced my own show, but then I was the, quote, producer of a national show. And I've told this story before. It was a sex talk show. Uh, the doctor was based out of Atlanta, and I was the the local talent in Cincinnati, Ohio. And you because the, the show, right? Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was. I walked around with a towel, a bottle of baby oil, and a lot of hopes. <laughs> and uh, And so... The uh, but because it was a nationally, uh, it was a syndicated national show, but it was produced locally. Um, we had a a unionized producer who, and he operated everything. So I basically got off off the air from my show, walked down the hall into another studio, and I just sat at a microphone with the phones, and that was it. And then I would type in, you know, who was, and we were using AOL at the time to communicate. <laughs> That, that was we were using AOL, and uh, that was like the very beginning, uh, the advent of internet, and so we would use and and it would constantly crash. It would constantly crash, and so it, it you know you you'd get the dial up and then you know that thing, and you keep having to redial and redial and redial. It would constantly crash, so it would always be, you know. And I was there was. Um, there was Wild Man and Wolf Boy and all this different stuff. So I was Wild Man. And she would always go, Wild Man, who do we have on next? And then I would say, <laughs> we would have Steve from such and such. And, you know, what's his problem? And then you'd start cracking up because it was, it was a sex talk show. So people would call up with problems, you know, of different ilk, you know. And it was just, it was crazy. It was so, it was so much fun and it was so out of my realm, but it was funny and then we bought a uh, the company I worked for, which was Chancellor Broadcasting. We bought a Christian station, and <laughs> oh, we did. We bought a Christian station in Northern Kentucky, and we we bought it to flip it, and we flipped it into an all sports station. And they said, "Bill, that's your calling. You got to go." And I, 
because I couldn't do the, the sex talk anymore. I, I was on the verge of being fired because I was just, it was so crazy. A good thing the and, nickname Wolfman or Wolfboy didn't stick. Yeah, it, exactly. The big right? unit instead. You know? Yeah, exactly. And so anyway, it was, uh, it was just like, it, I'll never forget that uh, people would call up with things stuck. I can't get into it too deep because it was really pretty wild, but things were stuck and different actions were going on and they were because this was a nighttime show <laughs> so it called up and said yeah you know and you'd hear people like oh, you know i just need to talk to you know oh my god it's like what's going on there you're either in the midst of the throes of passion or something's happened you know and uh, i kept thinking back to seinfeld going so one, a million a million to one shot, shot doc. So one in a million one shot million million to one shot doc you million are the ass man one more radio yes. question bill one more yes. did you ever work at a polka station, and do they still exist? I don't. I don't know. I, I never did. Um, I know that there are some polka stations. They, as a matter of fact, uh, WVRQ in Rushville. I think their midday show is a polka show because we are tape delayed in Viroqua. I yes, yes. I think uh, I think it is a. Yep. I think they do a polka. Uh, I, I might be wrong, and if Ernie Betts is listening, I'm sure he'll text me and let me know. But I believe they don't run us live because the polka uh, show has been around since probably before I was born, and they just didn't never wanted to change it. Awesome. So they put they put us on tape delay out there. Yeah. So there you go. So I've done country. I've done some of the weirdest things I've ever done. Um, is, uh, oh, by the way, I'm getting one. Rick says there's a few AM stations that play polka on Sundays in the Wausau area as well. So I've done, uh, the, I've done news. Um, I was in the news. I was loved doing reporting. I was into that. Um, but the weirdest stuff that I used to do was the obituaries and the police blotters. Did you ever do that? Did you ever do that, Ebo? Did you ever have sorry, to do Sorry, Bill. I'm fielding the calls about people working at polka stations. One, one second. <laughs> we struck a nerve. The mother load, the golden nugget of polka is right here in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, I think there's uh, quite a few polka stations over in Minneapolis as well. Not that I mean, I mean I'm really off the beaten path, and I apologize. Uh, by the way, Cheddar Balls note, uh, for whatever reason, the stream, uh, the platform we stream on is not doing it today, so no chat today. Uh, so I apologize. Um <laughs> Matthew says only in Viroqua do they tape delay the Bill Michaels show for polka music. <laughs> yes, uh, you are absolutely correct. But I did police blotters, and you'd wake up and you'd run through the week of police in the station of Rushville, Indiana, and Greensburg, Indiana, and it's right smack dab between Cincinnati and Indianapolis, in the middle of nowhere. And more of the people that live there are Amish than anything. And I uh, used to do the police blotters on Sunday morning and Saturday morning and the uh, the death notices. That was the other thing. You did the death notices. So it was uh, it was always a, a weird morning. I got an update yeah. for you, Bill. Yeah. Uh, we had Eric called in as he worked at a, a polka station in Poinette. He got fired. And as on his way out, he instead put on Led Zeppelin, a full album, and let it ride. Oh, my out. God. And, and then, <laughs> and then uh, someone from Viroqua uh, just called and said, indeed, the polka hour will be on today. So There you go. One, two, three. One, two, three. Right? One, two, three. <laughs>
So what was the weirdest thing you've ever done in radio starting out? Gosh, um, I, I had never, ever had ran. So running the board, if anyone knows, there's all the faders and the buttons and all the, you know, all the lights and gadgets. I had never done it before, ever. And there was a station that did uh, news talk. And the lady, uh, she did all the news and she had everything in front of her, but she needed a board op uh, to help her. She, for some reason, chose me. I had never bored up before. And, you know, you know, you know, Bill, when you're hosting a show, you want your board run tight. You don't want things blipping and blooping and going to break when you shouldn't right. go to break. I had never touched a board in my entire life. For some reason, I was put in task of running the board. This lady was so mad at me for butchering her news show that she told me to never work in radio again. Well, is that right? Here I am. And guess where is she is? She's still in radio. She's not in radio. She, there you go. There now, you go. I mean, I've driven around, let's see, I mean, from the porn stars we've driven around to bands we've driven around. Uh, I've been in dunk tanks full of crap, all kinds of crazy stuff. It's uh Right. It's been been a wild one so far. Remember the uh, remember the show um God uh God, the two guys uh Big Paul and Little Paul Tuttle. Uh what was the name of their show? OCC American Choppers. No, <laughs> remember that show? Yes. Uh, they came to town. Uh, it was during the Harley Davidson 100th, and they were out at back then. It was Howl's Harley Davidson on Moreland Road. It's not there anymore. Uh, but they came to town, and we got a chance to pick them up because I wanted to do an interview with them. Because at that point in time, American Choppers was as hot as hot gets. I mean, it was crazy. And how popular the show was. And they were going all over the country. And, and they got them at House Harley-Davidson. And they brought some of their bikes and had them shipped in. And the Air Force bike and the Spiderweb bike and all those bikes were there. And uh, I, I got a chance to pick them up. And so they're in the back of my Chevy Tahoe. I'll never forget this. And I'm driving them in. And one's a Giants fan. The other one's a Jets fan. They're both talking about it. We start talking about Packers. And before you know it, they're beating the hell out of each other in the back of my car. I mean, just like pounding on each other. And it's not like, you know, hey, come on, Dad or Pops or, you know, pounding. the kid. You can hear it like thud, thud, thud. I mean, they're beating the hell out of each other. F you, no, F you. And I'm like, there's not even a camera in the car. And the car's rocking, you know, and they're beating the hell out. It was, it was one of the most weird things because I'm like, well, none of this coming out of the show was scripted. This is all like angst and hatred and, and, and all that stuff that they go through. Now, granted, maybe it was glorified a little bit for the Hollywood, so to speak, but my God, they beat the hell out of each other in the back of the car. I'll, I'll never forget that. That's awesome. I'll give you a quick two, Bill. Um, when the circus was still do, like around, this is when I first started many years ago, like 12 years ago, there was a, they wanted to fire someone out of a cannon. You know, the dudes get fired out of the cannon. Oh, geez. And I was Here like, you go. I'm like, that sounds awesome. I would love to be fired out of a cannon. So, uh, I was going to be fired out of the cannon, but the insurance wouldn't um, let oh, it happen. Okay. Yeah, so I couldn't be right. fired out of the cannon. And then another time when I was uh, just kind of like a like a peon, like I was just uh, like a runner for ninety four one JJO right. or sister station over here. Uh, there was a band called Hollywood Undead who lo- they liked to party. I had to pick them up from the airport and drive them around and drive them to their hotel. They didn't want to go to the hotel right away. They wanted to stop at uh, a strip club, and there was a strip club called, called Visions on East Wash. It's no longer there. It's been out for out of business for a couple of years now. Right. Uh, they, we all we all walked into Visions, and they brought me in with them. And one of the lead guys, his name is Funny Man. He bought a lap dance for every single person. There was eight of us, or seven of us. He got his lap dance first. He came running out after about thirty seconds and said, "We need to leave. We need to leave. Everyone, go now!" <laughs> so we all jumped. We all left Visions as fast as we could. He never got his money back, and we all peeled wow. out of there. No idea why, but I just know that we all had to leave very quickly.
uh, real quick, I did rock radio in Columbus, Ohio. And I, we, one of our big, di- we had gone on, we went from being like a classic rock station to a, uh, a cutting edge rock station. And we were the, we were the morning team. There was three of us. And what they did was they got us a deal with uh, an exotic car company and we all got to go pick a car and we would drive it for about a month and then bring it back. Well, you could pick anything from a Jaguar to a Ferrari to whatever. I did not fit in a Ferrari. Uh, I ended up driving a Jaguar. One of the other guys uh, picked a Ferrari, This the, the guy they called Wolf Boy. He was a weird dude. Uh, anyway, uh, we got to go to the airport uh, to pick up the Black Crows. They were coming into town to play the Newport. Nice. It was a, yeah, it was really, really cool. Chris Robinson, the league lead singer, gets off the plane, and he's like, dude, and he's like, you know, effing Ferrari. and this. So he jumps in. He wants to drive. He's hammered, and they cool. still let him drive. He he. Double clutched, I guess, on the highway, and I mean splintered the transmission of this oh. car. Stuck on the highway in the snow, in like a you know, it was it was dry highway, but it was a snowy day. Stuck and there there's Chris Robinson standing <laughs> standing on the side of the, the highway, just smashed the hell out of the uh, transmission of this car. Uh the guy that w- our program director was out of his mind because the car was only like two years old oh. at the time. It's still worth a ton of money. And I picked up Mark Ford, who was uh, Mark. I, I believe he played guitar for them. Uh, I don't think he was a drum guy. Drum guy was, I think, S- 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 Gorman, I think. But anyway, long story short, so we go driving past and just blowing the horn. I wasn't going to stop because it was cold as hell. But yeah, Chris Robinson standing on the side of the road with our other morning show guy. Did he? Uh, uh, did he say that car was hard to handle? Hard to handle. <laughs> yeah, hard to handle. Couldn't do it. And oh, by the way, you never let a guy in your car that has never driven a, uh, a stick shift before. Never. Chris Robinson had not. He only driven like a stick shift like once or twice in his entire life. He, nope. had, he had never gotten into. I a had a stick shift, and my wife wanted to learn how to drive it. And I'm like, yeah. I was just thinking about my transmission the whole time. I'm, I was like, <laughs> Yep. Uh, sorry, honey. No, nah, that's not happening. The the clutch, the clutch plate. You know, now today they're a little bit better, but the clutch plate is always what what went. I had a, a, a straight six with a three speed on the floor Chevy Nova that I grew up on, and I think I went through ten clutches in that thing. I burn because I was racing it all the time. I burn clutches out of that thing all over the place. All right, we've gone on long enough. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Jeff, what was the final stride home that had you call Pella? When I walked into my son's room and there was frost on the hardware on the inside of the house. My wife was getting upset with the drafts coming through the doors. That was it. Putting new windows and doors in your home is a big decision. With all the options that Pella has, everybody on your staff has done a great job of making a really difficult decision super simple. And I can't wait to have them in my house. Order today and get 0% interest for 48 months. Visit PellaWI.com today. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show. Kind of dancing down memory lane a little bit. Sorry about that, but sometimes the uh, the show comes off the rails. By the way, for those that are questioning over on the uh, the live stream, no, uh, no chat today. For whatever reason, 
on the stream, uh, and I've tried to reload it and load it a couple of times, and uh, it's just not happening. But uh, the the comments are not displaying for whatever reason. So I thought I'd just let you know because people aren't crazy. Uh, you don't have to reload anything. You don't have to do anything. It's on it's on the, the, the platform's end. It's not on our end. It's not on your end. It's just on the platform's end. And the only way I think to do it to get it to come back is to completely restart it. And I don't want to start it over. So we'll just let it roll, and then tomorrow we'll be back at it, and we'll make sure it's there. So kind of go from there. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you uh, want to chime in, feel free. Uh, give us a buzz. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, also, the Packers, uh, now, depending on who you look at, they have – uh, redone, uh, restructured the contract of, uh, I believe it's Kenny Clark uh, as well, and um, thus giving themselves. Uh, right now, it appears anyway that uh, the Packers are anywhere from 11 to 17 million under the cap now. So that's where it stands, um, as far as I can tell. Um, Ryan Wood, by the way, says that uh, he has spoken with some people that are close to the Packers organization and that have serious doubts that Aaron Rodgers would be traded if indeed he still wants to play for the Green Bay Packers. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, the uh, Packers now, as Ken Ingle says, have $16.5 million of salary cap space after restructuring Jones, Jair, Preston, and Kenny. They need more. There's $23 million available if they max void Bakhtiari, Campbell, Douglas, Runyon, and O'Donnell. $3 million if they extend Gary. Uh, that would give them $20 million to spend on free agents and trades. Um the free agents would also need to absorb the added $9 million cost to trade Aaron Rodgers if, indeed, they decided to do so. Uh, this goes back to what Goody had to say, by the way, um, that if um, there if they had players they wanted to go get, that they could go get them because he was emphatic about that yesterday. So he, uh, he had said that, you know, when they were asking about, you know, the possibility of dipping into free agency or after the uh, the June 1st cutdown, what they may end up doing, and he said, "Well, if, if you know, we don't feel like we're completely restricted. Um, if indeed there's a player or two they want to go get, which I that was a little bit that was something that really kind of flew under the radar, by the way. You know, that was really kind of something that flew under the radar because we were so focused on all the different stuff coming out about Aaron Rodgers that that if they decided to." Uh, to go after another player or two. And, and, and again, uh, John says, uh, hey, Bill, you nailed it. Uh, it seems like Roger's going to be coming back. No, I, look, I said all along, I, I've never wavered from the fact that I've always said there was a large portion of me, better than 50% of me, that said Rogers would come back and he would be the, the quarterback under center. I've said that from the very beginning, okay? Now, has my, has my thought on that wavered a bit? Before... When the season ended, I was probably 90% sure to 80% sure that he was coming back. That one, I was 100% sure he was going to play again. I've never thought that he would. Uh, it's, it's all, you, always, you never say never in the sense of if you're going to put percentages on things. So I always said, well, 10% of me says that you know, Rodgers could just 
say, screw it all, I'm going to ride off into the sunset and do it out of spite to you say everybody's wrong. And sure, he could then ride off. So, you know, maybe 5%, 10% of you thinks that. But I've always said I thought Rodgers would, would play. Uh, so 60% of me has always said, and, and it was much higher at one point, but I always thought that he'd come back and he'd be playing for the Green Bay Packers. I just did. And then I thought 20%, 30% of me maybe says that he gets traded. Maybe that 5%, 10% of me says he retires. But I've always thought he would be the guy under center. And even the things that – now, yesterday, Goody made me think because it, it appeared like he was very much distancing himself from Rodgers, from Barry, and just saying, look, whatever – he just kept saying, whatever's the best for the Green Bay Packers, whatever's the best for the Green Bay Packers. And logic would tell you, if you're talking about long-term financial stability and such and, and personnel management – for the Packers, then, yeah, probably getting rid of Rodgers would be the most, you know, um, you know, thoughtful, conscientious, conscientious thing to do. Um, but if you're talking about what gives you the best chance to win in the here and the now, and then if you listen to Goody when he said, we didn't invest in Aaron Rodgers for one year, this was a three-year commitment. And so you think to yourself, well, wait a minute. If that's the way he feels, and he hasn't wavered from that, which even though yesterday he did sound like he was a little more a little more tepid on things, but if he didn't waver from that, then this wasn't a one-hit wonder. This Rodgers is coming back, and he feels like this is what we're going to do. So uh, I just found, uh, you know, the interesting comment that everybody's focused on is, is Aaron Rodgers, um, is, is it the best fit? the best fit, whatever's the best fit. I think the fit comes down to whether or not Rodgers is committed to, to everything that the Packers want him to do. That's the best fit. If it, if he's not, if he's not, then yeah, then it's probably, you know, probably time to move on. I, I would agree. And I've said that from the very beginning. I haven't wavered from that, you know? Um, But I do say that, you know, there are, there is a plan A and plan B and the plan B has to be a part of a quarterback change. Because if, if say you do trade Rodgers, then you you got to find yourself a backup quarterback. You got to find somebody to back up Jordan Love, and chances are you're not going to go with a rookie. You're not going to have a rookie back up a guy going into his first full season as the quarterback. You probably want two at that point or three quarterbacks on the roster. Um, complicated fellow says. So, do you think that the Packers want him back on the condition of his commitment? Seems like a disconnect is what Rogers' uh, definition of commitment is. Do you think that uh, will be a major holdup? I don't think it's a major holdup. I think it's a, a very quite honest and frank discussion. But yes, I think you're one hundred percent correct. The, the 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 good fit is: Are you here? Are you are you committed to working with Matt? Are you committed to working with the young guys? Are you committed to coming in and OTAs and mini camps and all these things that we need you to do? We need you to be a leader. We need you to be a part of this. You can't be a leader sitting at home. You can't be a leader leader sitting in the dark. You can't be a leader sipping scotch on your back porch. You got to be a leader by being here. You know, you got you, you know, if it's one or two years or whatever, 60 million, 100 million dollars, whatever it is you've got riding on all of this, two years, give it to us. You've given us your entire career, why why suddenly start holding it up now? Don't do that, you know? So to me, that's that's what it is, you know? That's that's kind of the direction that I'm leading. 
Find us. We got more next. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show. Continuing on. Good to have you. Um, the, uh, by the way, our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin uh, want to remind you that uh, there is still time. You can still give them a call and uh, get some terrific financing. And if you, uh, we, we all know that we're not done with cold weather as of yet, but uh, you can certainly, uh, you can certainly check it out. And the fact that uh, they have, Right now at Pella, they have great financing, but you have this incredible choice of windows and something to fit everybody's budget, whether it's vinyl, uh, if you want to go vinyl, if you want to go the Impervia, which is you know even stronger than fiberglass, if you want to go the all-natural wood, whatever it happens to be, they've got something for your budget. They have different uh, interior, exterior, hardware, roll screen, slider windows, innovations of all kinds, and three things. One, it makes your house more beautiful. It makes your house more economical, and it makes your house more valuable. It is the number one choice of homeowners uh, all throughout the state of Wisconsin when it comes to uh, new doors and windows, and if you want to, in replacement doors and windows for that matter. But go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. You know me, man. I'm completely thrilled and happy with my Pella windows and the new doors that I had installed in the great room, and they have been absolutely fantastic, and they've kept my... Even with the energy bills going up, uh, they've still kept them reasonable because I really thought they would go up this summer, and they didn't. So thanks to our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Uh, This is from Troy. Troy says, uh, hey, Unit, uh, with all this going on, will they really welcome Aaron Rodgers back? Or do you think that the feelings are too far gone? See, the, the only way the feelings are gone is if they're gone behind closed doors. We have heard nothing. Now, remember this, nothing that tells you that the feelings are gone. There's nothing from inside the Green Bay Packers that have said that. There's been rumors and such, but there's there, there's been nothing else that we've heard that's specific. Now, Bob McGinn reported that the Packers were disgusted with Rodgers. Uh, we have heard Ryan Wood say that others inside the organization feel that he's going to be back. We heard uh, Jeff Darlington of ESPN say that, you know, he believes that if Rodgers wants to come back, that they would welcome him back. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where those feelings are, you know. Uh, there's a report when from Bleacher Report that came out that says that, you know, uh, the Packers quarterback said that, uh, you know, the decision regarding the, whether to retire and play in 2023 is, quote, on the horizon. On the horizon, you know. Said he's going to be making his decision soon enough, and we'll go down that road. I'll be really excited about it. You know, after coming out of the darkness retreat. Um, so I, you know, we'll, we'll see. I don't know what else to say. You know, we'll we'll see. Uh, also, 
Uh, there was a talk, uh, a little bit of a talk anyway, between some kind of a, if you go with WFAN, Aaron Rodgers hints that there was a disconnect with Matt LaFleur in, in, you know, after he broke his silence t- today when that podcast hit Aaron Rodgers. Uh, had talked uh, about, I, I've been doubted before. He said, honestly, I felt in the first year that Matt was here in 2019, I felt at times like a game manager. I didn't quite understand at times what we were doing on offense. My job is to take care of the football, and I did. I threw four interceptions and 26 touchdowns. We went 13-3, and three, but I felt like there was so much more. Rodgers then suggested that he even was doubting himself but that the Packers' surprise drafting of Jordan Love in the first round in 2020, it lit a fire under him. Then they drafted my replacement, and then I won the MVP twice. I threw 85 touchdowns and nine picks in two years. Obviously, they were changes that happened on the, 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 meaning this year's team and the coaching staff, and I didn't have my best year playing, and there's probably people who I think, uh, who that think I'm done. I thought I was done before I became an MVP twice. There would be plenty of inspiration for that down the road. So he's coming back. There's no doubt about it. He's coming back. Said that all along. Let's go to Dave listening to us in the Dells. Dave, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. A uh, couple things for you. First off, there's a 24-hour-a-day polka station based out of Appleton on uh, the Internet, <laughs> WRJQ. Okay. If you ever in a bad mood, just put that on. You put you in kind of a good mood. You can't be sad listening to polka music. Polka and, uh, and, re- polka and Zydeco. Those are the two musics you can never feel yeah, sad with. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the main thing I called about with uh, the Bucks being sold, or supposedly being sold, the value of the franchise at $3.5 billion now, how much of a percentage does Aaron Rodgers own on them? Like, how much has his investment just shot up in the last little Ooh. bit of time? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know what, like what Rogers uh, perc- bought a one percent stake in twenty seventeen. Yeah, I, thought, I thought it was relatively small, but you know, I'm sure he's gonna get something for the return on his investment, no doubt about it. Now the Bucks remember okay. the franchise wasn't sold, it was just a share of the franchise was sold. But yeah, it's gone up, uh, up exponentially. I no doubt about that, man. But one other thing, I, I think today will be the day we'll find out. Because uh this afternoon I heard on the radio before I turned on your program that he is going out playing golf with the Dalai Lama, and the Lama is going to give him uh, you know, advice <laughs> on what to do. Okay. Take Hopefully he doesn't hit it into a 10,000-foot crater. Exactly. Appreciate <laughs> the phone call. Yeah. I get it. Ah, you got me. You got me. I get it. I get it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Paul says, hey, Bill, this is just almost comical now. People in New York making fun of Aaron Rodgers. Do you really think they want him there? Oh, they would take him there in a heartbeat. One, uh, he would give the Jets instant credibility to get to the postseason. I don't doubt that. Secondly, the New York media would be sad. They would be hard on him just to be hard on him. You know, um, there's this perception that, you know, the Midwest is milk toast and Green Bay media is easy and cake and lame and, you know, whatever else, you know, I guess. Um, and, and it's not. I mean, there is a decorum to asking questions. Some in other areas don't have decorum. I completely understand that. And that's when you they, they look for the fight. That rather than reporting the news, they want to be a part of it, and they look for the fight. So yeah, I don't I don't doubt that that's out there. That if he would go to New York, there would be some media that have taken offense to him in some way, shape, or form that would be gunning for him. I don't I don't disagree with that. 
Uh, but I still think um, the decision for Aaron Rodgers to come back is, is as he says, it's going to come soon enough. It just is. Uh, I will say this. Um, when you read his words and you hear him speak, and we'll hear more of this tomorrow as soon as we can just edit it all up. It just, it, but it broke right during the show, and there's you know, right before the show, and there's no time to get everything together. But when he says, they drafted my replacement and I won the MVP twice, I threw 85 touchdowns, nine picks in two years. Obviously, there were changes that happened uh, on this year's team and the coaching staff, and I didn't have my best year playing. And there's probably people who think I'm done. I thought I was done before I became the MVP twice. There will, there will be plenty of inspiration down the road. That, that's all you need to know. I told you this. I, I mean, I don't want to sit here and go, I told you so. But I told you so. He's, he, that guy's coming out pissed for a lot of different reasons. The coaching changes he's talking about, Nathaniel Hackett gone, Luke Getze gone, bringing in Tom Clemens, Steno going up to uh, you know the, the offensive coordinator, Butkus becoming the offensive line coach, things that changed, things that didn't work. The offense was a jumble. The offensive line was a mess, losing Devontae Adams. There was a lot of things that went on. Okay, we all know that. That's excuses, yes, but it's also the truth. It's the reality of what it is. Okay? I don't think for a minute that Rodgers is done. He is going to come out with a vengeance this year. And I've been saying it. The guy is just, he, he is like a duck, man. He's just cool and calm and collected on the surface. Meanwhile, he's paddling his ass off below the surface mentally. And he's throwing every insult, every question, every double question. How dare you question me, this and that. And anybody that doubted me, screw you. I'm not done. I'm going to come back and I'm going to kick your ass. And when I stand at the podium, I'm going to say, I told you so. And Jordan did it. Hell, Jordan did it in his Hall of Fame acceptance speech. Screw you all, basically. And and the great ones do. Now, Rodgers doesn't have the same success as a Tom Brady because he doesn't eat it, breathe it, sleep it the way Brady did. And he doesn't believe in win at all costs. But Rodgers, I'm telling you, he's. I just feel it in my bones, man. He's going to come back, and if, if he plays in New York, if he plays in Las Vegas, he plays in San Fran, or he plays in Green Bay, I think he's going to have a far better season than what he had this past year. And I also, but but again, the number one thing I will say is if Rodgers is committed, and I don't mean mentally committed. Yeah, I want to play. Blah blah blah. I'm talking about in the gym, eye of the tiger, getting back at it. Core strength, leg strength, working his ass off, coming back stronger than maybe ever and more determined than ever to do it all over again. I, I just, I, if he's there mentally, he's going to have a really, really, really good season. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. One of the worst things that you can hear, you have cancer. The worst is when you hear the words, your child has cancer. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, it changes their world. Sometimes they can't even do things that they really love, like playing soccer, riding a bike, going to prom, attending school. Children with cancer spend a lot of time away from others, time in the hospital, treatments, tired, nauseous, and they feel isolated. That's where Special Spaces Wisconsin steps in. They provide these children with a special space where they can not only sleep, but they can play, they can heal, they can spend time away from the challenges of their illness. 
It's a customized bedroom designed just for them. How about a princess castle or a pirate ship or a sports-themed bedroom? They transform that child's existing bedroom into a place that only he or she can imagine, a place for them just to be a kid. This effort is done with teams of dedicated volunteers and sponsors, just like our friends from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and all the community partners. If you'd like to find out more or to donate, go to specialspaces.org. That is specialspaces.org. Glad to have you back, the Bill Michael Show. We continue on, and uh, want to remind you. Now, last night had a couple of friends that uh, were in town, and they stopped down at Stenny's, ate some wings, got some uh, dinner before they ended up going to the game. Took the shuttle over to the uh, Pfizer Forum, and then back uh, second to National Walkers Point. That's the way to go, Milwaukee's best sports bar. I've always said it's like the Cheers of Milwaukee, and that's our friends at Stenny's. The uh, best wings you're ever going to eat, just by far. Uh, Stenny's fantastic. But uh, stop down. And I just saw LJ down there the other day. She's back. She was down in Mexico. She's one of the uh, managers of the place. Was talking to her a little bit. So uh, they're getting back at it. They're getting ready. And don't forget about our opening day broadcast, Brewers Home Opener, coming up. And we are going to be down there on uh, on Monday, April 3rd, for the entire broadcast. The Brewers are back home, taking on the New York Mets at American Family Field, we will be down at Stenny's with our live opening day broadcast and really, really looking forward to it. Put it on your calendars and stop by Stenny's ahead of time. If you're going to go to the game, come on down. Let them shuttle you down and back and grab a Bloody Mary and maybe some of the Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread, eat some wings, good stuff, and then head on over to the game. Looking forward to it. 877-867-1670. Evo, you guys doing anything for opening day? Are you guys uh, coming to uh, the Milwaukee area? I don't I don't think so. We might do something around here locally in Madison. Like sometimes we like we'll get a keg and then have listeners come out and like watch at a local establishment here. Sure. But I don't. I don't. I don't think so. It's, it's up in the air right now. Okay. I wasn't sure if you guys because I know I, I used to run into you and Joe years ago out at Hellfair Field when we used to do the show. Yeah, we there were there to literally day. nobody. Like we we were the first right? people in there uh, broadcasting. And then uh-huh. um, I work for another station now too. So in the afternoon, so it kind of threw a monkey wrench and all that. Do you really? I didn't know that. Yeah, a little alternative rock station. You're double dipping. Okay, good for you, man. Like putting your whole mouth in the bowl, you know? You're double dipping. <laughs> okay. There you go. Um, 877-867-1670, Claire says, uh, I 100% agree with you. I think Aaron Rodgers is coming back, and he is going to have a chip on his shoulder. He sounds pissed off. He's rejuvenated after coming out of the darkness. He's going to play for the Green Bay Packers, have a tremendous season. I just hope they put enough pieces around him to win a championship. Uh, there you go. Um, what else do we have here for you? This one is from Matt, uh, from Mark. Says, uh, it's sports. It's not personal. Might seem like, uh, like that at times, but I don't think so. Um, goes on and on. Uh, they're having arguments back and forth about Aaron Rodgers and stuff and so uh, I, I still think, uh, you know, sh- sure as heck sounds like he's coming back and he wants his guys, Bach and Cobb and everybody. That's from our buddy John uh, over on the Bud Light live stream. I'm trying to put some of your posts up so you can actually see, see some of these people. But I, I still believe that he's coming back. I still believe, and I've said it all along, I still believe he's coming back. I still believe the majority of me feels like he's going to be a Green Bay Packer. And now you start to read his comments or hear his comments in this, uh, in this podcast. 
And uh, I believe that he's coming back with the chip on his shoulder after somewhat of a down year in which people are beginning to doubt him. Um, I, If I'm Aaron Rodgers, here's the question, though. Do you, do you want to go out and prove that you're still a great quarterback somewhere else? Or do you, is, it, is it easier to do it somewhere else and just get out from underneath the, the, the watchful eye of the Green Bay Packers fans, say go to New York? Or is it easier to do it with the guys you know? Because New York probably has up and down better personnel. Whereas in Green Bay, they may not have the same level of personnel, but it's the personnel you know. So what gives you the best chance to win? What gives you the best chance to be great? Which might be a better question we we ask. Because if he feels like, yeah, maybe I just run a course in Green Bay. I, I mean, who knows? I, I still think he's going to play in Green Bay. Just my, just my opinion. 877-867-1670. we got another hour yet to go, as a matter of fact. Uh, if you want to join us, please do. Uh, by the way, uh, our buddy Jimmy Shapiro, uh, or Shapiro, just uh, gave me the latest updated odds to win a championship uh, for the NBA. He gave me the uh, the top – well, he gave me everybody, but the top five teams are a little surprising. i got to be honest with you. This is fresh off uh, off of the uh, betonline.ag sportsbooks right now. So we're going to give you that when we come back after the top of the hour. Uh, and then uh, this one also from uh, Jason who says uh, – he joined us a little bit earlier, and he said, uh, hey, by the way – uh, the one thing that I had failed to mention is I was at the Bucks game last night. Giannis is an absolute beast. He looks possessed as well. Another MVP in the state or two? Question mark. Could we have these guys playing with chips on their shoulder? Please, God, let this trickle down to Christian Yelich. There you have it. Appreciate the email. I'll tell you who the uh, the top notch t- uh, teams are in the NBA. Uh, BetOnline.ag just came out with the new odds to say here's who's going to win the NBA title. If you want to throw some. Throw some dollars down on that. We'll talk more about everything coming up. And uh, we failed to mention, uh, at least talk a little bit about it, but Christian Yelich played yesterday. Most of your, quote, superstars, they don't play for the first couple of weeks. They kind of really get themselves ready. But Christian Yelich felt felt necessary to get out on the field yesterday, which I found a little interesting, too, in a good way, not a bad way, in a good way. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. 